0: against the wall or you're in a a place that's not an easy place to be. Remind yourself that this is just a process for where you're going. Amen. Oh, I forgot I don't have a, it's torn in my book. Do you have a, well, let me, let me do this. I was going to the Amplified, but I want to do the King James first. that all things work together for good for them that love god to them who are called according to his purpose are you called according to his purpose yes you are amen so in other words this is what i'm looking at this scripture is telling me that there's a deliberate plan an intention or a deliberate design that god has for us to accomplish in this situation. And that's why it's important not to quit. Because there's some kind of plan to get you out of it. Or there's some kind of uh, lesson to be taught. Something that you need to know. Or sometimes we just get our own selves in trouble. <laughs> we can't say everything is God because it ain't. We get ourselves in trouble by being disobedient. That's the biggest thing. Disobedience, knuckleheadedness, hardheadedness, never listening. I can go on and on and on. But even in that, there's a lesson to be learned, and God will work it together for your good. And I think that's awesome. That's so generous of God to do that. So there's a deliver deliberate plan and intention that god has for us to a, be accomplished in this situation and i can tell you one thing it won't this this is full full proof and it will not fail whatever god is in involved in even those times when you get confused and you're at a standstill and you say what do i do now god is involved trust him and just sometimes you need to speak up and tell him god I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in a place now where I don't know where I'm going, and I don't know what I'm doing. But you know what? I'm not going to worry about it because God is the author and the finisher of my faith. Amen? And I'm trusting him, and I know that wherever I wind up, it's going to be a good place because God has only good stuff for me. You know, this is the, my Amos nine thirteen season, and I'm I'm feeling blessed already. And so I know that it's only going to the best is yet to come. Amen. So we have to keep our focus on God. Amen. And not the issue. Amen. Keep it focused on God's plan. Because his plan is foolproof. He has a foolproof plan for you and for me. And it will accomplish what it what he pleases. See all of this stuff that we don't know, it's gonna come out God's way because He is He is the the author and the finisher of your life. Amen. Amen. But you know what's what what's so hard for us is we don't wanna die to self. And let God be God, because He's a good God but we don't want him to be god cuz we too we're too afraid that we are not going to be happy and he's not going to give us what we want like he don't know who we are and what we want he he knows exactly he knows your pet peeves he know your he he knows all. he knows it all, he knows it better than us let's see amplified romans 8:28 says we are assured that we are assured and know that god being a a partner in our labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan. I like that. And he's a partner in our labor, fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. I like the Amplified. Hallelujah. And so we're fitting into a design. So when you get confused, know that everything that's going on is fitting into a design. That should give you some relief until you start thinking about it and, and start listening, going over to the other the carnal side. Then you get worried again. That's the only thing that happens when we worry is that we we stop trusting God and we start getting into the natural realm where things ain't looking too good where things ain't gonna never look you know i'm so thankful i don't go by what things look i am so thankful i could care less how things look i really don't care anymore because i know that back in the day when i cared about how things looked i always ran into a brick wall amen and more bumps on my skull from looking and thinking about the natural and comparing the natural with my situation and how is this going to work and you're just on the wrong road. Amen. We're supposed to be trusting God. Eight thirty-one. So let's drop down to uh, to thirty-one. I want to I want to read it out my Bible. Yeah, I have that one. I don't want you to talk for me. I don't don't want him to read to me. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's Romans 8. All right. So let's see. I'm supposed to be reading 31. It says, what then shall we say to these things? You know, what things? These things that bug us because we don't know the answer. It says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Keep God in your mind and keep God on your side. All, at all times uh let's see should i keep going let's go down to verse 37 it says yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us amen we are more what's more than a conqueror It's over and above you're over and above a conqueror isn't that something now every hand in here should be just but whatever Amen. I'm happy over and above. In other words, you're not just a conqueror. You're over and above. Another definition, and this is out of the Bible. It's not out of, uh, uh, what's those people? Webster. This has got nothing to do with Webster. It says, it's super victorious. Amen. Amen. Who wins more than an ordinary victory because see, you're fighting more than an ordinary fight amen so more than a conqueror is a person who wins more than an ordinary victory it is one who is overpowering (laughs) overpowering in achieving abundant victory so this is abundant victory amen and this is not conceit but it's The voice of confidence you know you can get confidence and arrogance mixed up but this is the voice of confidence talking and so it says over and above in an average victory this is no average victory okay verse 38 says for i'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come. So in other words, anything that can come your way. Verse 39, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So press into God's strength. Well, what's God's strength? His grace. His grace is his strength. That's a new one, amen. Press into his strength, press into his grace, and receive the prize. This is how you receive the prize. See God didn't throw you out there telling you to do this thing, this thing that's impossible by yourself. This impossible thing is going to be won by you and God. amen you got and it's the impossible thing until you see it in the natural. Let's go to First Corinthians nine. But those things that are impossible are possible with God. He likes to get involved with impossible situations so that He can show you His glory. Amen. First Corinthians nine, verse twenty-four. Oh, it says, "Do you know? Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one received the prize. You know, that's the one that don't quit. A lot of runners out there. You know, sometimes you can get in those three mile races or whatever you call them, three leader, whatever they are, and you got five or six a thousand people running out there running, but if you realize, think about there only one win. One win the prize. I never thought about that. I just look at all those people and I know I'm not one of them. But only one wins the prize. Out of all those thousands of people that start out, only one wins the prize. And it says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. In other words, keep your heart strengthened, your physical strengthened, your spirit strengthened with discipline and self-control. All of these things cause you To be the prize winner. The only one standing when everybody else quits. Amen. (laughs) And it's telling us to obtain that. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. It says in verse 25, and everyone who competes for the prize is uh, temperate in all things. That means they have self-control they don't go over eating in the chips they don't like somebody i know they don't go overeating in the you know greasy stuff you know what i'm saying but they keep their bodies i'm not saying that they're i can't eat this i can't eat that's a whole nother crazy but they they temper them themselves with the right diet with the right exercise the right amount of rest all of these things are important in staying in the, ra- in the race. So just like a natural race, a spiritual race, you got to eat the right food, get the right exercise, get the right diet. Same deal. Amen? Natural, spiritual food, spiritual exercise, spiritual diet. And this is how you stay in the race. If you don't do it that way, you won't obtain the prize because you won't even get up and run amen so everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things now now they do it to obtain a perishable crown but we for an imperishable crown amen the crown of life hallelujah therefore i run i run thus not with uncertainty thus i fight not as one who beats the air amen those are the ones that don't listen don't don't they just don't verse 27 says but i discipline my body and i bring it into subjection least when i have preached to others i myself should become disqualified amen so in other words let's see where where is that It says, at least when I have preached to others, I myself uh, become disqualified. So in other words, athletes who break the rules become disqualified. Amen. And it's talking about flaunting one's liberties. You don't do that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Flaunting one's liberties. Hallelujah. That's not good in the natural or spirit spirit realm. You don't do that. Hallelujah. Did I read 38? I think I did. Uh, uh, It's not a 38 and 8. Where is the scripture that says, but I am persuaded? Is that a different chapter? I read that. Okay, all right. Just as long as I I read that. Yeah, I read that. But I am persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And this is God's grace. Amen. That he fill you full of of his abundance, his confidence, you know, let you know that he loves you and gives you strength to press in important thing is don't quit. I believe in the spirit realm, everybody that's hanging in there and don't quit will receive the prize. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't quit. Uh, Let's see. Where am I at? Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Flip over. Oh, I mean, push a button. (laughs) 2 Corinthians 2. 2 verse 14 and it says now thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph see God is not leading you anywhere blindly he's leading you into triumph so that's why even more so we need to trust God run this race with self discipline and self control focusing on who has the answer people don't have the answer but god does and not focusing on the issue that we're facing because let me this is way, out, way i'm looking at about this disqualification thing when you run this race with no patience or if you quit or if you look at your natural surroundings those are the things that disqualify you amen amen when you're looking too much at at what you're in what you're going through and how you feel feelings will disqualify all these things disqualify you amen you know if you look at it paul had that thorn in his flesh and he says he, he prayed and he asked the Lord to remove it three times, and the Lord wouldn't. And so he just dealt with it. When he saw it wasn't going nowhere, he dealt with it. Why? I know now why. So he wouldn't be disqualified from the race. Because all of these murmurings and complainings and all of this stuff will disqualify you from the race. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because God leads us into victory, into triumph in Christ Jesus. But if you murmur and complain and you allow where you are, I'm tired of being in this place. Well, get up and move with God, with God. But if you totally keep yourself wrapped around God, you will come out victorious. Amen. And so it says, now thanks be to God. Now God, we serve a now God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, thanks be to God who is always leading us into triumph in Christ Jesus. And through us, let's see, where is that? And through us, diffuses or releases or pours out in every direction something. When you diffuse something, you just release it and it goes where it wants to go. So, diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Hallelujah. Amen. I just love that. So it diffuses or pours out in every direction, the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. In other words, we have a sweet aroma even around sinners when we give them the word. Amen. When we, when we stand in God's authority and we do the acts of him who uh, sent us and gave us the power, we smell good to him we smell good and that's why the the bible you know the scripture says taste and see that the lord is good when you release what you have uh inside of you to the world or to someone that does not know god it smells sweet to them and they just want more they're tasting god for the first time and it's it's such a sweet aroma that they want more they want more amen you can't help but want more of god this is we have the aroma of life, and that's why it smells so good. The death is gone. You know, see, religion is death, but, but the, the aroma of God, the spirit of God is sweet. It's life, and it smells good, and it smells like life to the world. And we're sufficient. We're sufficient for the job. Now, it says, I'm going to go back because I think I'm seeing something. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph in Christ. Is that the one I wanted? Yeah, and then it says, uh, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So, everywhere that your feet tread and you release... Uh, a little bit about God wherever you go, it smells sweet. But the thing that God is showing me is that we are capable of doing the job, yeah, handpicked to do the job. Amen. So that's why that aroma or that smell fits so good, or looks so good, or smells so good on us because we've been handpicked for the job and we are qualified and capable of doing the job that God has sent us to do. And this is why we should never worry about where God's going to send us. We can do the job. And so we need to relax and be in, confident, be in confidence that we can do whatever God calls us to do. And the thing that I'm seeing is we are worthy of doing the job. If not us, who? <laughs> Who else gonna do it? who else or better yet who else is better qualified than us? Amen hallelujah. We are worthy, qualified, and capable of diffusing this fragrance in every place that we go because we're so overflowing with God's love and his word and his um, uh, anointing. That it's got to work in every area. Amen. Amen. Let's flip over to chapter 4. Hallelujah. Verse 7. And this is why, but we have a, a this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. See, when we put our flesh down and we just let God flow And we release God in our lives. There's a treasure. That treasure comes out of us. Amen. And there's this treasure in earthen vessel. And it's released when we follow God and we obey him and we're totally given over to him. In other words, when we come out of the flesh, we can even take the flesh with us trying to minister to people. But when we let that go... And we are totally given over to the Spirit. There's that sweet aroma, and that treasure shows up. Amen. Shows up and shows out. The treasure of, of earthen vessel. The treasure in earthen vessel. Hallelujah. And it says that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. In other words, we don't need. See, there's no excellence in us naturally because of flesh. But when we put down the flesh, and that other scripture that said, you know, that we, uh, what was that scripture? It says something about we self, we walk in self denial and start to walk in, and um, I think it said walk in. I didn't hear. But we were talking about that, and it says something about um, I can't remember where we were. Now that's gonna bug me. Let me go back and just see if I can find it. We were in two fourteen, huh? Yeah, right before that, let me see two fourteen see it's poured out in every direction. We have a sweet aroma, we're worthy, qualified, and capable. Hmm. It'll come back to me, but any anywho about we were talking about what yes. okay, let me go back and look at that right quick one first Corinthians nine mate that's gotta be where we were. First Corinthians nine. Nine. Oh. Let's see. Yeah, that's it, Nola. It's verse twenty-five. Well, in twenty four. And it talked about the prize. I knew it was talking. Okay, it says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. But it says, um, oh, this is 25. It says, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate. That's the word I was looking for. And see, temperate or being having discipline and self-control, that's what causes the sweet aroma to come, being temperate. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. So when you are temperate, that means that you left your flesh behind. And when you release what's on the inside of you, then you have self-discipline, self-control, and there's no flesh involved, and people are able to see God come out of us. Amen? So that's that sweet aroma that they smell. You know, have somebody ever asked you, what you got on? And you know you don't have nothing on? That's that God, that's that that God thing that they smell, amen. But see, it cannot be any flesh involved. Thank you, Noah, for that. First, First Corinthians nine, verse twenty-five, and it talks about obtaining. And it, well, I'm just going to read the whole thing. It says, um, and anyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. In other words, you can't live in your old man, out of your old man, and it's a now they do it to obtain a perishable crown but we for an imperishable crown so you have to let the flesh man go and that imperishable crown you know that we are to wear at all times it it smells good to god and it smells good to the world because it's life the old man smell like death because it smell like the world and it's the same old stuff everybody else is wearing what cologne you got on high karate you know the same old same old smell but you know when you operate out of your new nature and the spirit of god is on you 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 operate out of something new you operate out of the spirit of god amen so there's this treasure back to 2 4 corinthians 2 4 there's this treasure in earthen vessel amen chapter 8 I think, two, uh, four, seven, okay. There's this treasure, and earthen vessel, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us, amen. See, people can pull excellence out of their flesh, amen, but it's not a spiritual excellence and at some point it's not going to smell the same, amen? Got a stench to it, and it's a stench, it's called you. Little flesh, you know. Hallelujah. So press into God's strength. Because when you're operating out of his treasure, you know, you won't go wrong. Amen. So focusing on God's strength is awesome. Focusing in on his awesomeness. Amen. And that's something that we just don't have. <laughs> we think we do sometimes but we don't amen it's not like god focus on god's strength and awesomeness and press into his excellence amen and that means his excellence mean a throwing beyond or a, a superiority excess or permanence so uh this is what it means to press into his excellence a throwing beyond or superior so in other ways operate out of his superiority his excess his per- permanence and not our own trying to manufacture our own so there's a limit and there then there's a limit to how much persecution and pressure the problems will affect us amen there's a there's a God puts a ceiling on it. I believe the Holy Spirit says enough. Amen. And I believe grace steps in and protects us. Not only does God enable, but God, I believe grace calls a time on how much we are going to be persecuted by the devil. I just believe that. Amen. A limit to how Much persecution, pressure, or problems will affect us. Because at some point, grace lifts you up and takes you out of that place, and you don't even know what's going on. Amen? And that's a good thing. So don't lose heart. There's no reason to lose heart. You know, back in the day when I didn't know better, I lived there. But there is no reason to lose heart on anything God has you doing. Amen? And then the scripture talks about we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. <laughs> Down, but not out. Broken, but not for real. Because <laughs> we've got God. Let's go to verse 8. And it says, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal bodies. So then death is working in us, but life in you. Amen. By example. Hallelujah. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. Hallelujah. Did I go too far? Let's go on to 14. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus Christ... Will also raise the, us up with Jesus, and will uh, present us. Is that present? Yeah, and present us with you, for all things are for our sake that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Amen. So there is a limit to how much persecution will affect us at some point it just doesn't affect us anymore because of god's grace amen amen grace is god's favor expressed by god's love grace releases in us supernatural strength when we are going through the process not natural strength but supernatural strength and grace also ignites within us the determination to keep going and not quit see sometimes when we want to quit we have not received god's grace it's there but we don't re- receive it because we don't allow ourselves to uh, embrace it we're steady fighting in the natural trying to stay afloat when that's already a done deal because we can't fight a supernatural war in in the natural sense so we're beating ourselves you know our heads against the wall when all we need to do is repent and just allow god's grace to encompass us and and give us our help amen and so grace sets limits on how much we can bear and that's called enabling grace it's enabling grace it enables us to become strong and awaken our faith with conviction that god will give us the victory amen grace will put that on your heart and put that on the inside of you you got the victory no grace i believe will make it so obvious that we stop beating our own selves up amen we just start allowing the spirit realm to um how how can i say it we start to um press in to the spirit realm instead of pressing into the natural realm we start to let that go because of grace and how it enables us to be strong let's go to second corinthians 12 let's flip over hallelujah verse 7 We're talking about Paul again with that thorn, but I want to go back up and read, um, let's do five. It says, of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me or to harass me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So you see how grace comes in and it makes your weakness perfect in its strength or in God's strength? The strength that grace provides comes in and makes perfect your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest on me. So Paul is saying, when I quit complaining and start boasting in my infirmities, then that grace, that allows the grace to come in and help me and strengthen me and preserve me until my victory comes amen hallelujah It's so so see that's called the grace to enable you enabling grace it enables you to hang in there when you want to quit and it won't let you amen hallelujah you know i believe grace enables us to not be like peter not not pay attention to natural conditions but to engulf you In a a deeper, more, um, uh, it's a more tangible faith that you can see, touch, and feel almost. Or a a faith that's more real. Grace helps us get it. Not just a faith that you're saying you have. And it appears sometimes and it leaves you most of the time. And you're in fear most of the time. But this this, uh, faith that grace ushers you into or keeps you in is a stronger grace you, I mean a, a stronger faith y'all understand because see it's coming from the excellence of God's knowledge and not through something that we're trying to work to get y'all understand what I'm saying you know because see when we we have we talk about faith it's like it's something out there that's measuring your performance measuring how you feel what you think and you're trying to live up to that and you really ain't feeling it so you know you ain't really in strong faith but you're trying your best to hang in there with this faith so we understand it but when we release ourselves to this grace that God has provided for us then he he will come and if we allow it we will we we're engulfed In his presence and in his, um, how can I say it, his his confidence and his, you're aware of it more because he is some kind of way reassured us that that grace and that power is there for us to lean on. That's long. Don't ask me to say that again because I can't. But I'm just saying this out of my heart how I'm feeling, you know. And that grace comes, but we have to allow it to come. We can't keep fighting. This is what I believe fights the grace, fighting in our own strength to try to do something that we can't do. Fighting to do it ourselves and conjure up what we know we ought to have, but we don't have it. And so, amen, Does that makes sense. So while we're trying to conjure this faith up and so that people will know I'm standing, you know, we need to understand how to press in to God's grace so that grace can provide what we need. I could have said that in the first place. That grace provides what we need, but we have to press into it and allow it to work. Amen. And so this is why Paul, in 2 Corinthians twelve nine, he seemed like he was so cool about my gr- Well, I asked him. He said, no, so I'm, I'm moving on. It's because he allowed that grace to overtake him and strengthen him. And he became made strong. And so this is how you become made strong. This is how I believe you become complete in God. Amen? You become complete in him by allowing God's sources that he's already provided take over. And stop doing it ourselves. Amen? So we need to consider God. Take our eyes off the natural and lay hold of Christ. And press forward. Amen. One way to lay hold of something is to know him on a personal level. Amen. Knowing him. You know, we, we read about the, the uh, fellowship of his suffering. And being that means being a personal friend to God so much so that you witnessed the death, burial, and resurrection as if you were there. Amen. Feeling every stride. Having compassion for what he went through, and and receiving the the effects of what happened. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Philippians three. I'm almost finished. Philippians three twelve. And it's a familiar one. It says, "Not that I have already attained." And this is Paul still talking about pressing toward that goal. In other words, don't quit, don't stop. Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So that uh, that's a good description of what I was trying to say. You lay hold of the grace that's already been provided. Amen in that. And, and you will run into everything that you need. And you won't quit. And you'll finish strong. See, you won't drag over the finish line. You'll finish strong. Amen. Hallelujah. But see, we have to use whatever measures God has allowed for us and not try to do it ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's back up in verse 10. It says, that I may know, uh, do I want to start there? Let's go to 8. It says, yes, indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the, the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. And this is when you're in him. In verse 9 says, and be, fought in him, be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. Are y'all here? But that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith. It's by faith. Amen. By faith you receive that grace. By faith. Hallelujah that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Hallelujah. In other words, being conformed to his death, death has no hold. Death has no hold. Amen. Verse 11 says if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead wait a minute i didn't read that right let me go back to verse 10 that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death if by any means i may obtain to the resurrection from the dead hallelujah let's see I was trying to think and think of what I could change that in a way where you would understand that better. In other words, it's talking about resurre- earnestly receiving resurrection power from the fellowship of His suffering. And uh, in other words, when this is where way I'm looking at, it, when you understand the resur- death burial and resurrection of jesus christ you can obtain the power that was released in the spirit realm from what happened amen you can earnestly receive what was done at calvary on the inside of you amen hallelujah by taking on the sufferings sharing being being uh, knowing jesus as a friend that sticks closer than a brother is being in constant communication with jesus that will um add to your life all of these things resurrection power and preserve your life amen and so in other words you will uh, from a personal relationship you you develop a mature mindset gain power and strength in the inner man and i believe you'll walk in a power where no disease can touch you amen i just believe nothing can stop you don't mean you won't be attacked see religion is something else when people get attacked physically or mentally, or financially, that religion inside of all of us goes, well, hmm, thought she was, hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? When that's not the case, then we should say, hmm, to Jesus, because he went through. But see, he allowed his going through. So we should look at it when people have problems or when they are going through a physical or mental situation you don't look at them like they fail some they what failed what did they fail your test <laughs> that's all just your test but it's how you come out on the end amen hallelujah and this is why we need to develop a mature mind and stop being petty minded if somebody's going through pray them out. Pray, pray me on through. <laughs> pray me on through. Pray them through. Because it, this is the way I'm looking at it. When one person is attacked out of your pool or your school, your school of it's an attack on everybody. Amen. So you can't look at it like that. Amen. It's an attack on everybody. And so you pray even if they brought it on themselves it doesn't matter Amen. pray them on through <laughs> as Mara say pray me on home pray me on in you just have to do that amen okay now I I got a couple more scriptures to read I think I read 12 perfect it but press on yeah not that I have attained or am Uh, already perfected but i press on that i may lay hold of that for which christ jesus has also laid hold of me and i want to go to 13 brethren i do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing i do forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead i press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of Christ of God in Christ Jesus therefore let us as many as are mature there's that word have this mind and and if in if any if and if in anything you think otherwise God will reveal even this to you nevertheless To the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule and let us be of the same mind. Hallelujah. Amen. And so God is is constantly telling us to keep going, press forward. There's a goal in the upward calling of God. There's a goal and god has already met that goal amen he's waiting on us don't ever anybody ever think we waiting on god again (laughs) amen if we keep our focus on god all of this stuff that we're going through will not be an issue issues will not be an issue with you amen but we need to remember That God will sustain us and we can do all things through Christ. That's why the Bible says that. doesn't mean we can do it by ourselves. It means that God has already orchestrated some type of system. Don't want to call it that, but that's what I'm going to say. He's orchestrated a system already for us to get victory. Amen. So when you're feeling like you're not going to win this battle or you're feeling um, like you're alone or distressed or that you fail, always know, well, repent, and always know that God has set up a system or he has a plan, a foolproof plan, for you to get 100% victory. Amen? Hallelujah. And that victory is in Christ, through Christ, with Christ. You know, it's in him. Hallelujah, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. If we stay again, uh we stay away from natural, the natural, natural things, natural thinking. You know, when you start thinking naturally, just kick that out. Yeah. Just stop. You can stop it because of that discipline in uh that scripture, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 14, when it talked about being um what was I, I forgot again? Strengthened by um, let me go back. Why why do I have to keep going back? <laughs> first Corinthians nine twenty yeah, first twenty five. That's the one that keeps First Corinthians nine twenty five. For some reason I like that. It's probably gonna mean something else to me later. Yeah, run in such a way. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You know, in other words, run in such a way that you may obtain this prize. For everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. So in other words, you are well disciplined and you have self-control. So if we stay well disciplined and have self-control, that means that you've changed your mindset, that you've done Romans 12 You've not conformed to this world, but you've you know, been transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when your mind is renewed, then you'll take on all of these godly attributes through faith or by faith through grace. And you will become victorious in everything that's put before you. You will not fail because you cannot fail. Amen. Because the system is set up for you to the system is set up i hate to say system the plan of god and the and your purpose for being here is to get this thing done this is your i don't want to say test but this is what god has called you to do and you have victory the only reason it feels like no victory is because we are we keep sliding back into the natural where we start seeing it's like what we see but you cannot go by what you see You can't even go by how people talk. And you know what I say to myself? Shut up in Jesus' name. And that's what I'm thinking to myself. When I'm talking to a family member that think they ain't going to serve God, I'm like, shut up in Jesus' name. I want to tell them that so bad. But I don't. But you have to stay encouraged and stay. And, and you know, this is what the Lord was showing me yesterday. He said there's no reason to quit. No reason. Hallelujah. (laughs) We don't. And and you know what he said? He said the worst thing you can do is start to try to verify. and, And what's that word he used? You know, trying to. I think I might have written it down. I'm not sure. But when you're trying to prove in the natural that you have no reason to stand, for whatever, you start trying to justify. He said the worst thing you can do is try to justify your quitting. And I'm like, I'd have done all that. (laughs) No reason. He says, the worst thing you can do is just like, Father, forgive me. That's a good one. But you're going to try to justify why you quit. Because somebody else, I don't think so. They're not God. And they're not, even if you, I don't want it, ain't a reason. That don't justify nothing. Because guess what? God don't care. I have tried all them tricks and they didn't work. And so, but see, it's like this. Allow God to change your heart. Allow him to change your heart where you do want, because whatever God has for you is good for you. And nothing else will do. No substitute will do. It's just not going to work. Amen. And so don't ever try to justify not justify quitting, not obeying God, doing what he told you, because it really is disobedience. You know, we think we're the only one. Well, I just missed it. You know, well, you know, you didn't have to. Amen. Amen. Everything's on a time schedule. Now, this is my thing. I, I was Baptist, didn't know much, but I had sense enough to tell the devil, you won't kill me in this. You won't kill me before I see my blessing. I told him that when I was in my 30s, 40s, I told him, I said, you will not kill me before I see my blood. I don't know where that that had to come from, the Spirit of God, because it didn't come from me, because certain times when I say, you know, but I I kept telling him that, well, I put it like this, there's times when I didn't believe what I was saying, but I'm glad that I said what I said, because now it takes precedence in my life. And that's the thing that scares him so much. You know the devil is scared of what you say? So the devil is scared of what you say. So get to saying the right thing. Amen. Hallelujah. And and this is the thing I want to say. And this is coming from me. And this is something I have learned. You cannot... Think of the right thing or plan. I'ma tell him this and that after you read something. Yeah, I'ma tell him that. This stuff's got to come out of your spirit. It can't come out of here from here. It's got to come out of here because when I told the devil he wouldn't kill me before I saw my blessing, that came out of here. Because I don't know. I looked around. Who said that? You know, I I didn't know where that came from. But I'm telling you, when you speak from your spirit, the devil's scared of that because he can't handle it he's no match for what comes out of your spirit and that's why it's important to do what i'm not going to forget this anymore verse 25 of, of 1 first corinthians 9 to be temperate in all things that means that you have self-discipline and you don't you don't hang around in the flesh when you find yourself in the flesh, you, you you get out of there. Self-control, self-discipline, you know, being uh, changed in the area of your mind. It's changing how you think, not thinking all kinds of ways. When you find yourself, the devil's going to mess with you, he's going to mess with you in a couple hours. But when he does, you tell him no. You don't have to think a certain way. The only thing you have to think is what God tells. Thinking on things that's good, lovely, pure, good report. Thankworthy, praiseworthy. If it has any virtue, think on those things. That's all we have to think on. We don't have to think about that other stuff because it's not our problem. It's God's uh, situation. And He's already given us victory, He's given us a plan. He has a, a plan for our life, He has a plan for your victory. Why would he call you to do something that's undoable? Not that kind of God. He's already done it. He really don't want us to do nothing but believe. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not our, we, we do that stuff. We got, we start thinking we have to do this. Let me tell you something that I believe is important. Quit thinking. victory okay because honey everybody has their own situation have their own cross to bear and then nobody has time to be ch- trying to check you know what that's called a false watchman watching the wrong thing and so we don't have time to be watching how somebody else is coming out you better be sure you come out and you see them on the other side. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I didn't told y'all, I'm going to see you on the other side. Amen. Be sure you cross the Jordan. And be sure that God is with you. And this is the thing that I like about crossing the Jordan. Everybody gets over. You understand? And the ones that are weak, you pray them through. Amen through don't ever look down at somebody thinking that you got it together because you know what is i'm gonna say what joyce meyer said one time she says you get too big for your britches gotta spank you if you're bad <laughs> yes thank you because that arrogance and pride you don't like it amen well father we thank you for your word we bless you hallelujah thank you jesus we lift you up we love you lord and we bless your word father we thank you that we are that none of us are losers but we are victorious in him hallelujah we thank you lord and lord i just i just love you and we just thank you this city thanks you we just bless you. Father, we come against terrorism right now in Jesus' name. We curse it at the root. We curse it. We bind these false gods. Father, we thank you for lifting America up again, to that we are one nation under God. Bless your people, Father. And, Lord, everyone that's on that sick list, heal them, Father, in Jesus' name, and we will never give up. And we thank and praise you for what you're doing in our lives. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. If anybody needs prayer before we leave, we can uh, pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Jesus.